Now that music. Yeah, I know, right? That music is is undeniably I don't know what to call it. American energizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> yes. It's it's just like I, I I so when the first trailer for Maverick dropped and I heard the music, I was like, I've because I had never seen Top Gun by the time they had trailers for 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 Maverick. Yeah. Even I is sitting there and I was like, so they did like this the little like piano soft rendition. I was like, I've never heard this music before, but I know that's the theme, and I can tell yeah. that it's good because like I got chills, and I was like, okay, that, yep. and that's just because I know I know long-awaited sequel marketing so well that I knew that had to have something to, to do with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Um. Well, yes. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, and Dustin, uh, we're gonna talk today about a couple of movies, mostly the one movie I would probably yeah. say, but, um. Yeah, so we're going to talk about Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Movies which uh, Maverick we both saw recently. And have you had you seen Top Gun before? Yeah, I saw it in middle school, but I hadn't seen it since. Um, so so I, I did rewatch it a couple of weeks prior to watching Maverick. And uh, I'm su- I was surprised both at how much I remembered and how much I didn't. Yeah, I I had not seen Top Gun before. I saw it for the yeah. first time, whatever, three, four weeks ago, yeah. like the yep. week before I saw Maverick. And yeah. um uh and so I had grown up around just mostly hearing about what you hear about about Top Gun, like the homoerotic volleyball scene. Sure. I say so called homoerotic. It's just sure. A bunch of it, people playing people volleyball. Playing but a bunch volleyball. of dudes playing volleyball with no shirts, which yeah. You're on a beach and it's hot. Right. You're not going to wear a shirt. They're, are they're you? high-fiving each other. There's yeah. There's a lot of physical touching, which I think is why it gets that yeah. reputation. But yeah. They're just playing volleyball. They're just playing volleyball. There's no, it, ain't no subtext. Ain't no subtext. Ain't no subtext. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about what it. Happens, what happens in t- Top Gun stays at Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, But I'd, heard, I'd mostly just... Uh, whether I realized it or not, had absorbed all the the cultural impact of Top Gun, the yeah. the, the Righteous Brothers song. Yeah. Um, I, I have having joked around with that song with coworkers before, not realizing it was from this film. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, uh, volleyball, of course, and then of course, you know, everyone knows Highway to the Danger Zone and yeah. feel the need for speed and yeah. certain things. Um, yeah. I'm now realizing that the um that the driving backwards um in in uh too fast too furious where Paul Walker flips the car around and then drives in reverse on the highway and flips off his partner. Uh-huh. I'm now realizing that's possibly a reference to Top Gun. <laughs> with him f- inverting the plane and flipping yep. off yep. whoever that was. Yep. Um yep. anyway, um so I I I I had only absorbed this movie as a dated joke. Uh, and so the film itself, just speaking of Top Gun one real quick, um, it was not as bad as I thought it would be. Yeah. I was expecting to really take away nothing from it. A positive note. And I came away with it, um, feeling okay about it. Um, you know, pretty exciting aerial scenes. Um, I thought there was decent enough character conflict. I, I kind of appreciated, um, you know, that, um, 
Maverick has a very clear character flaw <laughs> at the beginning yep. of the film that he's yep. a cocky son of a bitch yep. and um, gets brought down to sides uh, yeah. only when his partner dies, um, yep. which, you know, it's like, ooh, but uh, that's what it takes for some characters. Um, yeah, right. So, Tragedy. yeah, exactly. And um, so, you know, I could do with, without some of the cheesier stuff, but it's all a pro- all that stuff's a product of its time, like the singing and yeah. the 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 horror every time they were in like the bar, I was like, oh, like the the, the pickup lines, just that kind of stuff never ages well. Yeah. Um, but the actual character conflict and uh, the fact that what's his face from Back to the Future was also yelling at Tom Cruise in this movie yeah. as well. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Strickland. Yeah, Mr. Strickland. <laughs> this, this is Admiral Strickland in this, this movie. Is or Admiral. Yes. Where correct. whatever his rank is, I yes. was expecting him to be no, 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 no. Uh, what's his real name? Mitchell. No, Mitchell ever amounted, ever amounted to amounted nothing. Anything in the history of the Hill Valley. <laughs> <laughs> You're a slacker. Ironically, he was yelling at a character named McFly in another film. Hey. 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 Uh, so Top Gun one, I was like, yeah. it was one of those where I was like, okay, that was cool. Um, I wouldn't watch it again, uh, to yeah. be honest, but, um, but I knew that before I watched Maverick, I, I, I needed to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was interested in Maverick for a whole number of reasons that had nothing to do with Top Gun. Like before I saw sure. Top Gun, I was like, Oh, I, sh- I, I want to see Maverick. Right. But you, right. did you rewatch Top Gun before this film? Yeah, I did. And um, which uh, for those of you who need a place to watch it, I believe it's streaming on Paramount Plus. I think it's also on Netflix. It Um, was on Netflix. I think it it left at the end of May, but it's on other places. I think it's on Amazon as well. Okay, it's just not on Netflix. The the license expired. Yeah, it's accessible. Um, And and at this point, like, I think you've already kind of made up your mind. You're either going to see Top Gun or you're either you have already seen Top Gun or you're probably not going to yeah. um, because this is coming like, out the week, uh, what the, about, it's gonna be the fourth weekend coming up fourth week. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, it's like if you haven't seen Top Gun, the original by now, you're probably not interested in seeing it. But the truth is like, I, I, I love Top Gun. Um, I thought, um, I, I was a little bit afraid to rewatch it because I thought, okay, this isn't going to hold up. Like I remember it being, okay i remember you know and then and i thought this is just gonna be cheesy and awful and dated (laughs) and and i watched it and i liked it better than i did when i was in middle school like i really enjoyed this um and 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 i thought the top gun was uh definitely a product of its time sure i'll give you that um but i think it's a solid story and it's fun which is maybe the most important part of it um, and, and there's actually some genuine like moments in there where it's like, oh, that's, you know, I can see the emotion in that. Even if I don't hundred percent feel it, I definitely see what they're going for and, and I can see the emotion. Um, and, and that's appreciated. And so, yeah, I, um, I enjoyed, I enjoy Top Gun, um, for its performances, for all the eighties cheese and, uh, and yeah, I, I do like it. Um, I think that that ultimately it's not a super strong film, but it is a lot of fun. And um, and so, like, if you nitpicked and said, OK, Dustin, like, what, what do you not like about it? Why is it like I'd give it four stars? So why do you only give it four stars? Well, I think that some of the direction is a little bit lackluster, um, specifically with some of the aerial 
scenes um it's a little difficult to follow sometimes what's actually happening um and that's probably not any fault of tony scott but maybe a limitation of the filmmaking of that day filming something that we've that had never been filmed like that before um so it's like you know we got to figure it out and all that kind of stuff but but this isn't a review of top gun um so i won't go on and on about it but but i do like top gun and i think that it's um it is a a an eighties movie that deserves to have stuck around a little bit, um, but it is not perfect, and and uh, your mileage will vary depending on your tolerance for eighties. Cheese, yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and it's got plenty of it. So yes. um, you know, the, take my breath away. Yeah, for, for the love scene, and it's like okay, I all right, I got you. But that's, you know, I mean, it, it, your mileage will vary. But for me, I really liked it. And yes, it's a product of its time, but I kind of like that about it. How much Tom Cruise tongue can you tolerate? That was too much. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that's too much. I, I, I think I think probably he looked at that at, at that at that scene and said, I got to use less tongue next time I do this. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a screen kiss make out coach. But if I were, I would have been like, uh, stop. Hold, Hold on. on. Cut. This is too much. I can't allow this. If Just I was a kisser, I'm, you, I'm, you don't, I'm, you don't have to do the rest. I'm right. I'm sitting right next to the script supervisor, like with like my tongue stills. Like this isn't, this is, this is, hold on a second. <laughs> this, this is too is much. Too much. <laughs> going to visit the editor can we just rotoscope his tongue out is that possible <laughs> can you <laughs> can you imagine what that would look like all the motions of a tongue but yeah. no tongue but it just at a certain point it just stops getting longer but you can like tell by the, the by the gelatinous just like highlights just like <laughs> yeah it's just a straight <laughs> goes through a wormhole <laughs> like right before it hits kelly mcgillis it's just like uh, put one of those doctor strange holes in front of it yeah uh, <laughs> all right yes. uh <laughs> but top gun top gun is great um all right so then we get to uh this evening's film top gun maverick which again if, if you're listening to this i'm i'm hoping you've probably already seen it uh, and at this point, you want to just hear our thoughts, but I will, in case you haven't, and you're on the fence, if, if we have a listener base who is chronically on the fence weeks later, right? Um, then I will I don't say, know whether uh, to see this, you should go Help. see it. Uh, you should go see it in theaters. I'm really, really glad I went and saw this in theaters. I almost didn't see it, uh, because I have shockingly low theater funds this summer. And I only only had uh, uh, movies, monies, money to go see. <laughs> what is wrong? To go, I don't know. I, I think I'm. Am I? I think I'm dying. <laughs> um, movies, monies. Yeah. I think I only had money to see Thor uh, in July, mm. and so I wasn't gonna be able to see this. And I was like really bummed about it because I knew. Yeah. Uh, I was like, I, this, I'm going to miss out on an experience. Yeah. Uh, and then my mom asked me if you and I were going to review Top Gun. Mm. And I said, probably at some point. And she yeah. was like, I want to go see it. What if I pay for the tickets? And I was like, okay. Okay. So we went out to my spot, the Nexus, which their final show showing it was 
the Sunday, the second weekend Sunday, okay, uh, which was the last night they were going to have it before they had to turn the theaters over for Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think the rest of the shows were like during the week. I couldn't go see it. So the last yeah. reasonable time to see it yeah. was Sunday. So, yeah. uh, so I got to introduce my mom to the Nexus and the seating there and the dining and everything. So that was cool. And then we made an experience of it. And even that little theater was still a nice, big, loud uh, yep. way to see it. And yep. uh, and it was great. Um, awesome. Having just just being enveloped by that much footage inside a cockpit and just all the all the sound and, and, and motion. And it was it was it was great. I, yeah. It was tremendous. It was a it was awesome. an amazing experience. It's so epic in scope. Uh, story-wise enough to orient me in the narrative, you know, structurally, uh, you know, enough surprises, I think, to keep me guessing. I was breaking down that, that thought to my mom and I was like, you know, as we talk about on the show all the time on the show about structure, the reason people like structure is structure is different from plot telegraphing. If you know every single thing that's going to happen, then your movie is two by the numbers and boring it's predictable, and but boring. it, but if it has structure, you can't tell what's going to happen next, but you know, you're headed for a feeling of some kind, yeah. you yeah. know, that you're about to at the midpoint, you're probably going to hit a setback at yep. some point, but you don't know, like it is the, is the setback a character dying is the setback. The, the, the budget gets cut is the setback. The plane, you know, doesn't work or something, whatever. Right. Um, so this film has structure, but it is not predictable. Yeah. Uh, in that sense. And I just think that in the, 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 the biggest uh, selling point for seeing this in the theater or seeing it at all is the amazing aerial filmmaking that they did. And then I get, we'll talk more about that um, to a degree, but if, if I were to give it a rating, uh, I think I, I, th- I didn't write anything down. I'd probably give it like four, four and a half. Like I just thought it was yeah. not only just a really great theater experience, um, but just as of as a film, just in general, it's like, again, like story. Oh, I, I, I almost want to knock stars down when there's not story there. But story is, yeah. is, is, is grading on a scale for me. If your story is yeah. simple, that doesn't mean your movie's going to get less stars for me. It just means yeah. you took less risks with story. Yeah. Maybe your film didn't need it, but you took less risks. So there's less chance of you fucking something up. And making your movie worse, so I'm fine with a with a with a simple story and yeah. really really great filmmaking. Yeah. Um. Overall, so uh, I'd go I'd go four four and a half for Maverick. Awesome. Yeah. For me, like in terms of structure, um, I agree. It's the 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 thing about structure, and I was having this conversation recently. Structure is is familiar, and and that it helps us easily digest a story. It doesn't necessarily mean that the story is predictable or whatever, but but it does it does help us digest it. And because we're so intimately familiar with the structure, even if we don't know it and even if we've never studied screenwriting, I think we've all seen enough movies to kind of know how this goes. Um, And so the structure helps us digest easily what we're seeing on screen. And if you lose the structure completely, it can be hard to to follow. Um, so this film has structure. This film has great filmmaking. Like you mentioned the, the aerial photography, um, the, I I know there was visual effects in this film and I know that there were, there were green screens and all of that good stuff. There's notably less of it. 
um, like almost none of it. And, um, and, and, and I love how real this feels. Everything feels tangible. Everything feels practical. Everything feels doable. And that to me is one of the biggest selling points for this. And, and as I mentioned, the, the Tony Scott original is a little difficult to, to follow in terms of the aerial photography, um, and just the action, um, in general, this Joseph Kaczynski directed this, I think very well so that it's always clear what's happening. And, um, and that becomes very important, especially later in the story, um, that we know exactly where things are happening and, and, and who they're happening to and around. And that that's super important. And so they nailed it and it's great. Um, as far as performances go, this is one of Tom Cruise's best in recent memory, maybe yeah. best overall. Like this is a really great performance from him and uh, and really from the cast in general. Uh, we can talk more about that in a minute if we want to. But um, for me, the main the main thing that I wanted to kind of harp on is um I was genuinely invested in this movie in a way that I have not been genuinely invested in a story in a very long time. Um, I have not been to the theater. Like I I was saying this the other day um, after this film, I'm so tired of going to the theaters and like check. uh, Whoa. <laughs> I'm dying. I said uh, those theater gods are like, stop it, Dustin. Stop, stop it, stop, stop whatever it. you're about to Don't say. You just talk about right us there. like that, you Dustin. Talk anymore. Don't you do um, it. I'm I'm so tired of leaving the theater and feeling like I just checked off a box. Like, okay, I saw it. You know what I mean? And and that that's how a lot of movies feel to me now. It's like I leave going, okay, I saw it. Okay, that's fine. Great. I saw it. And, um, and even if I liked them, it feels somewhat like, okay, that's done. Now what? And, and, and this, I felt like, man, I saw something and I loved it and I was invested in it the entire time. And, uh, and, and it didn't feel like I just checked off the box of like, well, I wanted to see this this year. So I did. It's like, this was a really good movie and I'm really glad I saw it in theaters because like you said, it's worth seeing in theaters. Yeah. If only for, you know, the, the impressiveness of the visuals and the sound. Yeah. But, um, but for me, again, the biggest thing was the story. I was engrossed the entire time from start to finish, um, you know, related to all of it in a way that I didn't with the original Top Gun. So I love the original Top Gun, but I, I would be lying if I said Maverick wasn't unlikable through most of the first film. Sure. Yeah. He kind of is. He is. In, in this, like you start with, oh, this is still the same Maverick, but it feels way less grating. And yeah. like he has matured. He's still the same person, but he's matured. And and that to me is way more likable. And so just from the outset, and maybe that's just due to Tom Cruise's improvement in his performing. Um, it. I, I I latched on to Maverick in a way in this film that I didn't in in the first. Then what I would say to wrap everything up um, with a star rating, I I gave it four and a half stars. But man, if I didn't debate giving it five, I really? freaking loved this movie. And and it's somewhere in between four and a half and five for me. Um, like if four and a half is, you know, a 90 
on the scale, this is much closer to like a 100 than it is a 90, but it's not it's not a perfect movie. I wouldn't consider it a perfect movie, but it 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 is it is a really really good movie. So four and a half plus, we'll call it that. And it is um it is absolutely worth seeing, absolutely worth seeing in theaters. And I loved it. And I'll throw this in there too. Not since Toy Story three have I actually cried in a movie theater, and I did during Top Gun Maverick. Ooh. So I I loved this movie and was absolutely enamored with it. And I will buy it on 4K and I will watch it 800,000 times. Yeah, I, I think the repeat value of yeah. of something like this is is always my my big bar of is something yeah. worth yeah. purchasing, seeing in the first like is something of good quality. It's like yeah. this wasn't just a oh, cool, saw it that's great. Like it's, it's, it's less not disposable, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to, it's, it's, it's much easier to make something that's 90 minutes, two hours long that people only care to see one time. But like, I just, if I'm making a movie, I want to make a movie that's in the people buy and people watch over and over again and people pull out of a box and go, you know what? This is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I always go back to movies like Zodiac where it's just like that movie is watchable yeah i was gonna say that's the exact word i was gonna say use infinite like you could watch it an infinite number of times and it's never gonna soil on you unless you watch it like every day right you know but zodiac is zodiac is like easily a yearly rewatch for me it's just that good the filmmaking is that good yep yeah for sure there's just always something pleasing about watching a movie that's just great to look at and listen to Yep. Even if you know the story and you've you heard the performances, just seeing shots well done. And yeah. I mean, same thing with like Dune and all, or all of Denis Villeneuve's movies. Same thing yeah. with that. Just, oh, this is gorgeous. I want, and this sounds great. I'd like to keep watching I this. Will, I will rewatch it. Yeah, exactly. I will rewatch this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I just recently rewatched Prisoners, by the way. Great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I rewatched it, uh, I think late last year. Yeah. So good. Yeah, no, I, I I love prisoners. Prisoners actually was I was reading about it. What was the? Uh, oh, I was trying to I was reading about like Stranger Things recently, and mm-hmm. uh, the Duffer Brothers I think said one of the ways they got the idea for it was after watching Prisoners. Oh, really? Like the idea of like your kid being taken, you know? Yeah. Yep. Anyway, and then they did some other stuff, but yeah. They were both filmed in the same area, right here. Really? Yep. They were both filmed in. Oh, really? Yep. Where was that makes a lot of sense. Where's prisoner supposed to take place? Isn't it like Pennsylvania or something? Yeah, something like that. But but it's filmed all all here. All down. Oh. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was recommending that to somebody and it was around Thanksgiving. I said, you know what's a great Thanksgiving movie? Prisoners. Yep. Prisoners. <laughs> yeah. They'll make you Happy really th- thankful. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um <clears throat> another great Paul Dano performance. Yes, it is along with the Batman and Swiss army man and every single film that man decides to do. Exactly. Yeah. Everything you want to recap top gun Maverick. Pete Mitchell is a test pilot for, I guess the military, the military flying sweet planes that I'm pretty sure don't exist. Um, I don't know, man. I think they do. I don't know. Good Lord. (laughs) It looks cool. Um, uh, and then uh, Ed Harris, General uh, Ed Harris, uh, yes. 
calls him in and says, Hey, there's like this special mission. Um, and you are being asked to be the team leader on it and train yeah. these people to accomplish it. Yep. Um, and it's not up to me. It was, uh, I was Iceman. It was Val Kilmer. Who's in charge of, I forgot his rank, but he's like in charge of, of the Navy. Yeah. And so he kind of was like, I want Maverick. And so Maverick gets called in to train pilots for this special mission in, by the way, a very cleverly and, um, uh, casual ignoring of what country it is that we're invading. Like the, the, the foe is completely countryless, like, which is the smartest thing you can do. Yeah. For business reason, like the, even yeah. the helmets are totally black. Like we don't know if these are women flying the plane, if they're, if they have dark skin, light skin, no if, if they're Asian, if they are not Asian, no if idea. they're space aliens, we don't robots. We don't know anything. anything. Yeah. It could be anything. I, yep. even during that briefing, I was like, they're going to say something. They're going to say like the Pacific, something, the Pacific continent. Yep. They don't say shit, man. They, I, I listened hard. Your only hint is that there's snow. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes. And so they're, they're just, and it, it's coastal, but there's snow. Well, I say coastal. I mean, planes are really fast. How far inland do you think those, how far inland do you think that base was? I mean, it's mountainous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, good question. Um, so, and then he, he meets his, he, he meets his team members uh, that he's training. It's all these hotshot pilots who all got called in because they're the, they were all like top graduates of Top Gun, I think, or something like that. They're the best pilots in the world. Yep. One of them is Goose's son, his old partner's son, his partner who was killed in Top Gun. And he has, you know, some history with that kid going into uh, going into this mission, namely that he, in a bid to protect him, flying pulled his application to flight school and set his career back several years by doing so. So that kid's got miles Teller has a chip on his shoulder for, uh, for that, which was admittedly a not cool thing for him to have done. Not a great thing. Like he tells Jennifer Connelly that he's like, you know, they're like in bed and they're post coital. And he's like, yeah, I pulled his, I pulled his, his flight school uh, application and she she has like this look on her face, and I was very surprised because she she says like, "Why did you do that?" Yeah. <laughs> I expect her to go, "What the fuck? What is wrong with you? Why would you do that?" <laughs> yeah, you just set a man back you're, years. You're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like right. I was. Yeah. She had this look on her face, and I was like, "She's about to, she's gonna be nice," but what she's really yeah. saying is, "How dare you?" Oh my god, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's so not cool. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even in the theater, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yep. When, when they, when he told him, when he told the other pilot that anyway, so, uh, the mission is super hard and it's damn near impossible because of all the G forces you have to, that you have to endure to do it. Um, yep. and how fast and low you have to fly. Um, it's, it's an impossible mission because of how cinematic it is. Yep. And, um, but, uh, Tom Cruise loves impossible missions. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so yeah, so he, he's training them and they have like three weeks and then like two weeks to actually like learn everything and get over their, uh, tension and, uh, for him to actually whip these people into shape and for them to, you know, kind of embrace the think, don't feel, uh, philosophy of, of, uh, Pete Mitchell. And then, um, I think he ends up, 
Yeah. And then he ends up being the team leader himself. And then, so actually flies the mission and, uh, yeah, that's kind of some spoilers, but yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's the plot. I don't know where you wanted to go, but I will say this, like every, every beat that involved flying was great from like the character building stuff. And like the first couple of sequences where they're just, you know, feeling each other out and they're all, they're learning what, what a great pilot he is. And he's kind of trying to test, like he says, I'm, my job is to, is to find your limits and I'm going to move them. Um, to the actual like, all right, we're going to simulate the course now. You know, we need to get up to speed. And so you're putting pressure on these characters. And and then like when John Hamm is like, yeah, we're pulling you from the thing because it can't be done and I need to train them and you're compromised because you're in grief or whatever. Yeah. And then when he comes in unauthorized and flies the course in time, that was yeah, that was that was right cinema, there. man. That was like that was. that was cool. Like just yeah. that whole flip it over and poof, turn the thrusters on his little Tom Cruise yeah. furrowed brow. I just yeah. I, you don't see that. Yeah. Like this, this is what you see, and you're just yeah. like, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah, Tom. Exactly. I can tell. I'm looking at Tom Cruise, just crinkling that face. I love it. Yeah. I yeah. love it. This yeah, this man. movie was this movie is why people love Tom Cruise, and it's why people love like action movies. It's why people love movies. It's, it's got literally everything. One of the things that that I loved was Tom Cruise exhibits pretty much every emotion there is to exhibit in this film. And like, he's happy, he's laughing, he's sad, he's anxious, he's mad, he's everything, um, in the, in this film. And, um, and how long has it been? It just feels like it's been forever since we've seen a character do all of those things in one. Um, yeah. And and it just felt to me like, man, this is this is what life is. It's like one minute you're grieving the loss of an old friend and the next minute you're, you know, uh, rekindling a romance with somebody that that you truly care about and and you're happy. Right. Like and you and those two things can exist scene to scene because in real life they exist moment to moment. And and that's such a beautiful thing that that he's able to go through all of that on screen. And, and it's a testament to the writing that they knew what they had to do to push Maverick in a specific direction. And, and that's one of my favorite things is that this film pushes Maverick. Like I was so worried. We've seen so many legacy sequels come out. Um, I'm looking at you, star Wars that, that creates the next generation of characters at the expense of the old characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like either a strategic teardown deconstruction of your childhood heroes to, by comparison, hope that you love the new characters. Or, or it's just like the middle ground, which is like, well, we're not going to tear down the old characters, but we're not going to do anything with them either. Like they're just going to be there. Right. So um, what Maverick does, what Tom, what Top Gun Maverick, I almost said Tom Cruise Maverick. What <laughs> this is pretty, that's pretty much what this film is. Um, what, what Top Gun Maverick does that's so good is the film is Mavericks. The yeah. next generation of, of pilots, they matter. 
but not at the expense of Maverick or his story. And they certainly don't just use him as nostalgia to bring in to like bait and switch you into seeing a, a new character. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is Top Gun Maverick. Mm-hmm. And so this is Maverick's story and everything revolves around him. And that's what I loved because I, I guess I just kind of assumed at some point it was going to be like a passing of the torch and like, okay, Miles Teller, you're the new face of this franchise. Right. And I don't even know if this is going to be a franchise. I hope it's not. I hope yeah, this I is it. So. But, but my, that was my thought was like, they're going to pass it on to, you know, whoever and Maverick will ride off in the sunset or die or, you know, be, I don't know, distraught and drunk and living on an island somewhere alone. <laughs> Like and drinking milk from an alien's boobs. Like that's, that's all like, that's what I thought would happen here. And, and, um, and instead we actually, you know, got like a, a true story about Maverick and, and, and I loved that. Um, and I loved, you know, there speaking of nostalgia, there's plenty here. That's nostalgic. There's literal clips from the original Top Gun. There's photos on the walls of Top Gun, um, and you know, there are characters from Top Gun that show up here, mm-hmm. most notably because we're in spoilers. Um, although I don't really think it's a spoiler, um, Val Kilmer, yeah. um, which, you know, I, I had long hoped Val Kilmer would be a part of this. I just didn't know how they could do it. Yeah. And I think they did it in the best way possible. And, um, and it's sad and it's cool. And, yeah. you know, um, and what's great about it is like, it w- again, these legacy sequels like to do this thing where a, a film ends with a relationship intact or like a character moving a specific direction. And then they create the new film and like the character is on a completely different journey. And it's like we didn't even get to see the culmination of all the other stuff. So, again, I'll use Star Wars because it's the easiest low hanging fruit. You know, we leave uh, uh, episode episode six and Luke is like, oh, OK, so he's going to be a Jedi and he's going to train and he's going to be great and he's going to be whatever. He's going to be a legend, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, like, no, next time we see him, he's like a jerk and living on an island. Mm-hmm. And so you don't get to see the culmination of the he, he doesn't begin in the place where he ended, which which sucks. And 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 here they didn't pull some crap like that with Kazansky and and Maverick. They totally could have said, oh, Iceman and Maverick don't get along anymore. But instead, they knew at the end of Top Gun, you can be my wingman anytime. They had to pay off this longstanding friendship that they told us was going to begin at the end of Top Gun. And it did. And so everything, it's like they didn't betray the original film ever. And that that was so surprising to me. Maybe it's because my cynical mind, but they just did not, they did not betray the original film. And I loved that about it. They built on the original film. And that's what a good sequel does. That's why I like the Godfather Part Two works, because it builds on the Godfather Part One and 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 takes it into a new place. And why some people think two is better than one. In this case, I certainly think Top Gun Maverick is better than Top Gun. And it's because it built it takes everything that was great about Top Gun, builds on it, mm-hmm. and 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 pays it all off so that by the end you're emotional simply because this is the culmination of a story that started so many years ago. And, um, and, and to that end, it's not nostalgia bait. It's just simply building on a story that exists 
that, yeah, you grew up with or whatever, or existed, you know, a specific time and place in the eighties, but, but it's not nostalgia bait. It is building on a story that may be nostalgic for some. Yeah. And I love that. Oh no, that's great. I mean, that's, that's movies. I mean, movies are, that's, that's you a, have to build. You're supposed to feel stuff, you know, and it's okay yeah. to feel stuff. And it's okay if you're right. feeling stuff based on other stuff that's been made. It's just right. the difference is, you know, making stuff for cynical financial reasons versus like actual, hey, we've got ideas for a story. Like we want to make this film for a reason. And and Tom Cruise is very commercially minded, yeah. but Tom Cruise is not interested in making schlock that makes money. Tom Cruise is super duper rich he does not need to put he doesn't need to make movies ever again to support himself or to have a career tom cruise i just want to talk about tom cruise and then the money and all this other stuff do you want to talk more about the movie itself or do you want to no i i i my my thoughts are all positive and i have nothing to critique which is weird for me so that is weird all right well let's not spoil that uh so let's talk about (laughs) tom cruise and the money here Tom yeah. Cruise, I'll just go out on a limb that uh, if if anybody could convert me to Scientology, it's Tom Cruise, because <laughs> um, I believe so hard in that man. Uh, yeah. He is so committed to the storytelling experience. Uh, it's sort of not fair that he only gets to live once. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know, I, you almost want to like give him nine lives just so he can do this for generations. Like he, yeah. the man is almost 60 and he has been delivering a movie experiences for 40 years. You know, he's just, that's just been his life's mission. And he's you only know, some, just starting to age by the way, which is crazy. Yeah, like I noticed it in this movie. I was like, yeah, he's getting kind of yeah. old, you know, but like yeah. he doesn't look that old in any movies he's done prior yeah. to yeah. this one, really. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, so he, like he he pops on the screen before the movie and he's just like, hey, thanks for coming to a theater to see this. And I remember thinking like, oof, you're looking old, buddy. Like, I know, <laughs> he looked, I know. He looked all, really old in that chair. Um, he did. But even that's to your point, like he he's addressing the audience. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he He's basically saying, we made this for you, you know, this is for you. And, and there's so much about this movie. We talk about, um, God, what was the other movie that came out recently? That was, uh, well, a lot of people think that, so sometimes people make movies and people think that it's like a statement for filmmaking, like inception's a popular example where it's like, yeah, the movie's about making movies. When you think about all the components, Christopher Nolan's making a movie about, about making movies. And so I don't remember what the recent other recent example was that I thought about, but, um, but this is another one where it's like, there's a little bit, there's, there's a little bit you could read into this movie that is, um, and, and interpreted as, um, as the theater versus streaming, uh, conflict. I don't know if you've heard this interpretation before. I have not. When Ed Harris is like, your kind is a dying breed maverick. Like, you know, you'll be shuffled off to the, you know, whatever the cornfield soon, whatever he says. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Tom Cruise says, maybe, sir, but not today. And some yeah. people consider that a statement on theatrically released films, you know, yeah. in, in the midst of like COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a stretch, but at the same time, it's 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 interesting to think about because <clears throat> this is Tom Cruise who's saying maybe so, but not today with yeah. this, you know, with this film. 
<clears throat> this movie was in among other movies uh, at the beginning of the pandemic that was that was getting that was like, hey, we're going to delay. And some uh, one by one movies were just like, hey, we're going to come out. We're going to do, you know, same day, day and day theater or we're going to go on Disney Plus, you know, whatever. And Top Gun always got pushed back. And which I have come to believe that was that it was pretty much Tom Cruise. I mean, as an executive producer, no doubt. But yeah, I almost think that that's like a secondary title to just like his business card under Tom Cruise. It probably just says in different lettering, Tom Cruise. Yes, (laughs) Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, Cruise, executive producer. Also, I'm Tom Cruise. And so I would think that, <laughs> sorry, I want to make, I hope someone wants someone to Photoshop that again. It's yes. just a business card that just says Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to Phone know. Number, 1-800-TOM-CRUISE. Tom Cruise. <laughs> Email address Tom Cruise at Tom Cruise dot Tom Cruise. So, um, but I, I have to think that that was Tom Cruise who said, no, we're going to hold this thing until we can put it in theaters. Like, I don't care if we have to hold it for five years, we're going to hold it, yeah. you know? And I, 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 and because that's how much he, you could say, oh, he just wanted to make sure they made maximum profits. I'm sure that's why Paramount Maybe. agreed to it. They probably yeah. said, will this make us more money? And he probably said, yeah, 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 it will. <laughs> yep. Then they're like, okay, that's fine yep. with us, you know? And yep. I'm sure that, you know, everyone involved was like, yeah, we we're, we're fine with holding this to, it's not like Disney where it's like they can't really hold their movies to an extent. They got to they got to start pushing stuff out or we got timeline problems, yep. you know, yep. it's the uh, it's the drawback there. Anyway, so uh, I'm impressed by the commitment to do that and just the commitment to like, no, I, I want to deliver a theatrical experience and I'm glad that it is financially paying off because that will reinforce decisions like that. Again, Paramount Plus is still putting this on their platform after 45 days. Um, which again, I think is fine. I really do. Um, uh, I think that's a perfectly reasonable window, 45 days. Um, and, uh, and someone said, and I hear this often with, with like, you know, like YouTube critics that I follow and stuff, they'll say like, they'll review a particular movie and they'll say, if you want original movies, like support films, whichever the movie they're reviewing support movies like this whether it's everything everywhere all at once which i desperately wanted to see in theaters i just couldn't make it happen i i hate it because it's like i I can't afford to see all the movies in theaters that i want to support while they're in theaters yeah it sucks um and so this one critic was like top gun maverick is one of those movies like yeah it's it's a technically a franchise movie and it's based on existing ip but for all for everything else it has going for it's one of those movies that deserves your support in theaters because the type of movie that it is is a type of movie that, that they don't make anymore yep and it deserves your support so i was glad that we were going to see this because I, that's just another and 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 it's paying off i think they i read that it's the second highest grossing film of 2022 although the chart i'm looking at has it as third mm. behind the batman uh, so I don't know. I've reading that it has made well, 783. Okay. Maybe the chart is just stupid because it, the dollar amounts are different here. Oh, it just changed right in front of me. What the, f- <laughs> I, I opened this before the show and it's like, it's wow. like they heard me. It changed. Okay. Yeah. So Top Gun Maverick is the second highest grossing because it has made worldwide $783 million. 
That's what I'm showing on wow. Wikipedia anyway. Yeah, looking looking at the domestic gross mm-hmm. on Box Office Mojo, it is the number one film of the year. It has made more domestically than Doctor Strange. Wow. That's saying something, man. That's a statement. It really is. You know? Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's without, I mean, and internationally, I mean, Doctor Strange is number one, but Doctor Strange got released in China, I believe, did it not? Yes. Yep. So that's really the only reason then at this point that it's higher than Maverick is you've got the Chinese box office. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Worldwide, it is number three behind Doctor Strange in the West. So it's a statement not only for essentially original films. It's a statement not only for Tom Cruise's box office, you know, appeal. Um, It says a lot about the box office uh, post pandemic. Yep. And it says a lot about the box office, um, about the domestic box office and the non Chinese box office. I hate to say it like that, but it's a pretty big deal for American movies and I'll say American movies because of American made films, films that were that produced in the United States to not rely on the Chinese box office because especially again, I read that book about the box office and we talk, we've been talking about it for years because it's been a, it's been a, it's been a big and increasingly present element ever since we've been doing this podcast, what the Chinese box office has done to, to yep. American movies. It has been a large factor in why so many sequels and existing IPs get made and why so many things with such broad appeal get made and how it has changed the content of American films in order to, you know, please the the, the box office and, and films that take more risks or introduce some more progressive elements don't get played in China. And so they don't make as much money. So the studios don't make them. And that's part of why you get so many watered down, broad, big blockbuster movies because the studio is just trying to make money. And sadly it has taken Chinese American relations to kind of sour again, which is sort of where we're at now um, for the, for the, for them to largely not want to play our movies in China. Mm -hmm. So now American studios are like, okay, well we'll just start doing other stuff and we'll try and make money without them. And it's like, that's good. I'm glad you should have done that in the first place. But, um, you don't get to take full moral credit for that because you only did it because they don't want to play them. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't get to be like, yep. Hey, we're taking a stand. Like, no, <laughs> no, your action is a reaction. Too late, buddy. <laughs> you don't get to say, <laughs> right. Good news. We're going to, we're going to take, we're going to do our own shit again. Oh, good news. You, everyone. You mean cause you're ha- you have to <laughs> bad news is cause we have to. Yeah. <laughs> good news. Everyone. Good news. Bad everyone. news. Bad news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that's a brief little soapbox about that. But it, it's 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 a good thing because this shows that that is a viable plan. You can make yeah. plenty of money um, yep. making movies, yep. still at large scale, still with. Yeah. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. There's a fifth thing that's good about this. It reinforces that 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 the box off that a movie's box office appeal can still be propped up by the by star power by the person yep. who's starring in it and not yep. because it's an existing IP that yep. used to be how movies got sold it wasn't yep. oh this is a top gun film it was oh my god we have tom cruise tom Who's cruise involved? is going to is going yep. to star in this film like it yep. used to mean something that like Brad Pitt was in your movie or you, your star used to matter and and lately for a while it was fine that it was the IP that was the star because you could just have kind of unknowns fill those gaps. Yeah. But we've, we're seeing now that that's kind of a bad thing because 
because yeah. we're just making too many of those IPs. Right. Cruise is really the last true movie star. Yeah. And, um, and so if anybody can kick off a new age of, Hey, let's trust the talent, then it's Tom Cruise. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm on board with that. I'm, I can't wait for these two more, these two new mission impossible movies. Um, yep. Me too. And, uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, uh, yeah. Maverick was, was as enjoyable than as enjoyable as those movies lately have been. And that's just because this is this phase of Tom Cruise's career where he's like, this is how I want to make movies. And, and he's committed to as little of a digital element as there can be. Like they didn't even wipe out the, the reflection of the cameras in this film. A couple of times I saw it and I was like, I think that's the camera and his reflection, but it, it, it's fine because it's like, Oh, that just reminds me that they're really in the sky with yeah, the cameras yeah, yeah. in the, in the, in the, yeah. in the cockpit. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Like you hit the nail on the head when you said he doesn't have to make any more movies. Yeah. So he, he can totally take the Liberty to say, I'm not going to make this movie then until it's right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to make it the way that I want to make it. Yeah. And luckily his, his sensibilities are good ones and not crappy ones or else we'd all be suffering right now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I and luckily, I, luckily, he's teamed with Christopher McQuarrie too, because mm-hmm. that pairing has proven proven extremely fruitful. fruitful. Yeah, yeah, for 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 movie going and just for yeah. I just that was a a good match, of course. Yep. And they met on Valkyrie, which is an amazing film. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Such yes. a great film. But yep. even if it was uh, the worst film ever made, I'd still be like, I'm so glad it exists because these two people now yep. make some of my favorite movies. movies. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Yep, For sure. Okay. Well, that's Top Gun. That's Top Gun Maverick. Well, hello from the edit bay. Uh, Just quickly to tell you that there's no real outros on the show anymore because they're so hard to nail. So I will tell you that um, the next episode of the show is coming out soon because we took the week off and then we had more to talk about so we recorded another review right after we did this one so the next one will be out very soon uh i don't want to spoil it for you though so i'm not gonna tell you what it is but uh reassured reassure yourselves it'll be most delicious 